in Bitcoin accumulation country. My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. We're in season two and this is episode 43. So I had a little bit of a break and I'm still kind of catching up. I'm actually uploading all of my material to YouTube. I will be sharing the link on that very soon. Uh, with me today, I have a very interesting interview with a guy that I met on Twitter that I absolutely, I totally love his tweets. They brighten my day. They give me a good laugh. And quite often, they give me something to think about. It's relevant Peter Schiff. I, he's, he's totally my favorite Peter. Because um, I, I was starting to get disappointed and sad with the real Peter Schiff. He's, he's boring and, and hateful about Bitcoin. And, and he's no fun when he should be making Bitcoin his ally. So anyways... Without further ado, here is my interview with Relevant Peter Schiff. Thank you for joining me on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I have a very special guest with me tonight. This is actually somebody I met on Twitter that I just absolutely love his posts. He is, to me, the only Peter Schiff that actually matters, the Relevant Peter Schiff. So without further ado, Relevant Peter Schiff, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, man. What's happening, man? Thank you for having me. I look forward to it. Very cool. So look, um, as with tradition, I, I want to start off with the uh, the rabbit hole story. Like, how did you uh, how did you tumble down and get into Bitcoin? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so I, I kind of uh, circled around the Bitcoin rabbit hole before I, I, I jumped down. <clears throat> I, uh, I kind of came in touch early and often. Um, give you a little context, I guess, before I before I found Bitcoin, I used to be a strategy consultant for an IT firm. And that kind of landed me at a lot of different places around the country. A lot of those places happened to be near uh, casinos. So I learned how to play uh, poker back at the time. That was, uh, that was the early 2000s. That was back when uh, Chris Moneymaker had won the uh, World Series of Poker. Um, Rounders had just come out a few years before that. That is a movie and it was popular. And, you know, everybody wanted to play poker. So the games were really juicy and, and all that kind of good stuff. I loved Rounders. So, uh, yeah, beautiful movie. But um, anyway, I met a guy who was kind of my... Uh, my poker rabbit hole, if you will. He had all the, you know, all the players and the books and the math and all, you know, showed me all the resources basically and kind of, kind of shortened my learning curve for me, but, um, ended up playing, playing a lot of poker, um, in the casinos when I was traveling, um, started doing, when I started playing online as well, um, ended up to where I was doing a little better playing poker than I was, uh, making money being a consultant. So, um, kind of quit the job and then, and, uh, kind of got out of the casinos too. And I uh, just moved back home and, and played online full time, um, you know, like eight to 10 shorthanded cash tables, something like that. Just, you know, the mass grind kind of deal, uh, real leather ass uh, hobby. But, uh, you know, they got the job done. But um, uh, not long after that, uh, the good folks in uh, Congress passed the, uh, the Unlawful Internet Gaming Enforcement Act. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Uh, the UIGEA, basically, it's uh, they stuck it on the back of a safe harbor bill to make it uh, um, not illegal to play poker, but illegal for your bank to send money to a poker site at the time. Yeah. Um, so basically when they cut the on-ramp off, um, obviously all the dead money goes away and it's sharks versus sharks at that point. And, um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of my first experience with censorship. Uh, you know, you log in one day and, you know, uh, the FBI has seized the site and, you know, I got 50 grand locked up on there that, I'll never see. And, oh my um, God. you know, I filed, I filed a claim. It should have been paid, you know, years ago. And, you know, it just is what it is. But um, anyway, uh, when they cut me off from from poker, I uh, kind of needed something to do. I mean, I was at home. I'd gotten off the road. So I uh, opened up a few uh, wireless retail stores 
um, so, or essentially a cell phone retail store. Um, got that kind of off the ground and running. Uh, not long after that, uh, started running a poker game out of the back, uh, hosting the game because I just kind of missed poker and kind of shooting the shit with everybody. But um, kind of got that game running and off the ground. And uh, one of my players was into me for about $2,000 um, at the time, and he had gotten arrested for some silly stuff. And um, he didn't have any way to pay his debt. Uh, he didn't have a kind of a backup set of cash resources, friends, family, didn't really have much of anything he could do. Um, so the only real options we have is we either, well, one, we pay the debt, which is obviously the goal. We over collateralize the debt and I'll, I'll hold on to it. Or, uh, or basically I'll just tack interest on the debt at 3% a week that adds on to the principal. Um, and if you kind of follow that run rate, you'll, uh, you'll double your debt in a little under six months. Mm-hmm. In which case, I'll sell the debt for 120 cents of what I was owed, and somebody can collect on that 80 cents on however they collect. Um, so obviously, nobody wanted to kind of go that route, do those types of things. So um, he he basically said, "Hey, I've got this Bitcoin I could send you," and I'd heard about I'd heard about Bitcoin, you know, at, at the tables casually, you know, here and there. It's just a, a word, right? And, you know, I don't I don't know what it means, but um, I knew it had a price point. I looked it up, and you know, it was like 13, 14, 15 bucks at the time. Um, so we agreed and he basically sent me 200 Bitcoin to hold on for his $2,000 debt. Um, at which I could have treated it like a pawn. I mean, you know, I, I, I basically it's a six month limit and he was, he was locked up for more than six months. What, so, uh, what, y- sesh, what year was this? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it was, um, 2000, I want to say 11, uh, t- about around 2011 or 12, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like, it was early, man. It was, I mean, uh. it was, it was cheap. <laughs> um, but again, I just knew I could move the stuff, you know, what I mean? it didn't still didn't mean anything to me. It was just like, if you gave me a baseball card, right. I know it, I could sell the baseball card, right. You know, big deal. It was medium of exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I didn't look into it. I still didn't care what it was. It was just a thing that, yeah. you know, had value that was more than his debt. So, um, I thought it, you know, it kind of struck me, struck me funny. I was, you know, this guy wants me to hold on to this magic internet money. Um, well, I don't know why he wants it back so bad, but he does, he doesn't want to just let me sell it right or which i would have done i wouldn't have held it um you know he wants it back and um so i always thought that was kind of funny but um anyways this guy gets out of jail uh six months later whatever it is um sold like all his furniture and you know basically everything he could to pay me off um and from my understanding he uh he was quite the hodler and he has since moved on and, and, and upwards in life and you know I hope, he's, I hope he's doing well but uh, that was that was kind of my first that was my first introduction to okay well maybe this stuff has some kind of uh, people value it for whatever reason right because he wanted it bad you know um, so if I circle back to kind of my poker game the um, the guys that we we would kind of expand it to a regular game where we were running about three four nights a week and you know running all night basically until I had to open the phone, the phone stores again but um, you know the guys in there are obviously watching the games on TV and they're kind of betting on the side or whatnot which me being a little entrepreneurial minded, I said, well, I'd, I'll just start, start taking bets. So I started sports booking basically uh, at my game. And um, so that was, that actually did better than the poker for me, but um, essentially grew that business to the point where, you know, I don't want to be taking calls every five minutes with somebody that wants to get the second half over on the Lakers game or some, some crazy thing. Um, but essentially had to, had to find a place to put my players. So uh, I found one of these, it was like a Costa Rican outfit, uh, it was a paper head site. That's what they're, they're called. There's a, there's a ton of them out there now. But essentially what a paper head site is, it's like a, it's an accounting interface that also offers a sports book. There's just no actual money exchange. 
So it's essentially a ledger, you, but you can go in there and you can make all the exotic bets. You can parlay and tease the points and do the fourth quarter over, or the, you know, whatever, cross sport booking, you know, whatever. Um, so they basically took all the work off my hands. And what you do for that is, you know, at every tier, zero to 10, 10 to 50, 50 to whatever amount of players you pay per head per week that they bet. Um, so essentially, you know, you've got a lot of fees going out, but you're really getting a lot more out of their pocket too, because it's such an easy interface. They're sitting at the bar gambling. They're not calling you anymore. They're all of a sudden they're making bets live while they're watching the game. Um, so that we were, we were kind of growing our business there. Then we kind of uh, got to a point where was, I got a call from these folks or email really, and they were offering, Hey, we'll give you 10% off your paperhead fees. If you pay with this Bitcoin to which I'm saying, okay, well, what the fuck is it with this Bitcoin, right? What does everybody want with this Bitcoin? Um, but, I, you know, at the time, still, it's just a thing to me. I don't know what it means. So it's just kind of like, what, I got to go, I got to find a place to buy it. I got to hold it and not get it stolen. Uh, you know, I got to manage this. Like, no thanks, right? I'll just, you know, cash is fine. But I, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, these are people that, you know, they're, they're operating legally in Costa Rica, but that would be very frowned upon from an American standpoint and that kind of thing. So it's interesting that people that might be in, in a censorship position love to see um, Bitcoin. So... Um, I said no to them <laughs> and it's not uh, like a week or two after that, my, uh, a guy that, that helped me run the game. That's when I say we often, I'm usually referring to another, another person there, but, um, he helped me run the game. He dealt for me on occasion, that kind of thing. And, um, he comes to me and he's like, Hey, uh, this is kind of out of left field, but I know this guy that in town is selling every drug in the book and it's supposed to be like the best quality of everything. And he's got unlimited quantity whenever you want it and um you know primo stuff he's got the hookup whatever it is but he's getting the shit online somewhere and um so me i'm not like a big drug guy i mean i'll i'll smoke a little weed i'll play around a little bit whatever but um you know that's intriguing to me right there's mm -hmm. some kind of nefarious marketplace out here so um that night you know of course i dive down the rabbit hole of what is dark web what yep. is Tor, right? <laughs> what, is, what is the onion sites and you know what is PGP encryption and you know just all the you know a million Googles from there. The fun stuff. And uh which scared the hell out of me, uh frankly, uh at the time, you know, it's just same here. Yeah, so I so totally much, agree. Uh, but anyway, so I found my way to the the Silk Road. And um, you know, again, I'm not a big drug guy, but I you know, open this thing up and it's a it's a buffet. I don't know if you ever saw the site. I'm sure there's similar ones out there now, but like yep. dude, I mean it's it's crazy, right? They've got reviews and ratings and comments and, you know, it's, it's a legitimate marketplace. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> so essentially I, you know, I talked to my buddy and I'm just like, okay, my mind is kind of blown that this is even a thing, but it's apparently a thing because they take this Bitcoin and I don't know what it is with Bitcoin, but everything's magic when it comes to Bitcoin. That's what everybody keeps telling me. Right. <laughs> so, um, he kind of comes back and he says, man, we, uh, we need to get something over here. I want to try it out. That's, that's a big statement. So uh, basically, I said, okay, well, you know, let's let's do it. I mean, you're you can order it, but uh, let's let's do it. Um, so basically, if I funded it, he was gonna he was gonna take care of the rest. So basically, I gave him the money, and um, back then it was a Mount Gox scenario. So it was uh, I don't know if you ever played around on Mount Gox back in the day, but you go to Western Union, uh, you fill out this money order to some some Japanese guy um, somewhere. And you hope at some point in the near future, you're going to get these magic internet money coins. And it feels like, um, especially retrospectively after like 2017, everything's a scam. Like, obviously I'm getting scammed out of this money. This is exactly. 
But, um, <laughs> apparently, people had better standards back in back then. I think it was like 2013. But um, uh, basically, I gave him like five or six hundred bucks, and he bought Bitcoin. It was trading like eighty bucks at the time, something like that. So we got, yeah, whatever it was, seven some change, whatever. And um, yeah, he he called me to go over to his house, and he's like, "All right, look, man, I've loaded this stuff up. I put half of this." These, these bitcoins on this silk road and i can buy these shrooms right now are you gonna do them with me like yolo so we kind of you know <laughs> click the button together kind of thing right and um you know i'm just like well you can't undo that right that's uh you know we'll see what happens that's that's interesting but um lo and behold two days later uh he gets a package in the mail two or three days later he gets a package in the mail you know professionally packaged looks like it came straight from the the factory kind of deal yep and, um you know some primo good stuff right so so basically we we tripped our balls off that night um and talked a lot about bitcoin uh because we were just like all right we're in the future right because literally we were just we heard about something we googled something the mailman showed up at your house yesterday and this is kind of what's going on so that's right um, right so not not the fascination with the ability to order drugs because again that's not just you know i don't need that kind of drama in my life but fascinated they could facilitate that kind of a marketplace. exactly so basically uh we said hey we're, we're gonna read into this bitcoin we're gonna find out what's up you know i'm about to dive into this thing and uh you know of course life kind of gets away so you don't get to immediately dive into things that you decide it goes on the list but it's very high at the list and it's not 48 hours later boom fbi front page news sees silk road silk road is shut down um so again that's the second place where you know i've very recently touched and the FBI shuts it down. Right. So, um, so of course, censorship, I l- immediately lose interest. I, I'm no longer interested in Bitcoin uh, <laughs> or in the computer, throw those other three or four in the way. So those are part of the lost millions of coins. Um, oh. you know, just, just get rid of it. Let it be, let it go and let it be what it is. So, um, I basically came really close to, to being really close, but, uh, <laughs> immediately got deterred and, and backed off. Um, so, uh, I guess to get you from there to here, um, after that, I ended up starting a healthcare staffing agency, um, kind of out of left field for my, my background and what I've done. But I had a, a mutual friend that put me in touch with somebody that needed somebody with my kind of skill set. Um, so we built that business uh, for a few years. Uh, about 2016, I started hearing rumblings about Bitcoin again. And of course, okay, it's time to learn if it's still here, right? It's kind of that Lindy effect now, like would tell me let me learn so i uh i think reddit was the first place i found um and then i found andreas's videos very shortly after um and of course dove down the andreas antonopoulos rabbit hole and then yep spider webbed in a million directions and um <laughs> essentially been drinking from the fire hose for three years since but uh we, we uh we actually ended up being the first uh to my knowledge the uh first healthcare staffing agency to accept bitcoin uh because i made that a a big deal you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do something to contribute right so uh that's amazing uh, so small badge of honor especially considering we took zero dollars of revenue uh through bitcoin uh, we absolutely made no money doing that even though we offered a discount but um we did i think we did have a vendor pay us a few hundred bucks just to test it out i was trying to get him into bitcoin and and, and that kind of thing so we did like a test transaction but um but anyways um sold that business uh, right before the big run-up in 17 and um i've just been here sponging it up man and, and stacking when i can that is fantastic so, that's me yeah it's a interesting path to get here but i'm here 
It is. It's it's definitely. I mean, uh, yeah. It's it, it's really interesting how we all have like very similar paths. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you ever heard like some of my some of my earlier podcasts, but um, you know, in like probably the first one, I explained my intro, and yeah, I I used it also as a medium of exchange, you know, and not not for uh, cards, but uh, you know, for uh, you know, for other things, and it uh, you know, it's like. Like you, in in that sense, I I didn't see the bigger picture of it until, you know, before that run up in 2017. But yeah. So, anyways, yeah. It, it, and, and it, it, hmm? I think that's a big big deal behind you know people say when's adoption coming. Well, a lot of people just don't know they they need anything or or they don't care to value the values of Bitcoin really. You know, they're just hey, my dollar pays for the subway sandwich and that's all I care about, right? It, my dollar pays for my light bill. I don't care how they're bastardizing all the money around me and I feel poor every year. Most people just don't jump to the other side to realize that, you know, they need to sound money. Um, you know, everybody would be a lot better off if they had it. And, and um, it's a shame, but. You know what, to your point, it, it, it's very interesting, right? Because people don't know that they need sound money, but every single day we all complain about the same things, right? Like, you know, you notice year after year, the, that same dollar buys less and less. And, and yet, you know, we'll, we'll sit there and for some reason we seem to think, well, you know what it is? I need to save more. That's the problem. It's, uh, you know, and this is where you get these, like these moron type of like, uh, you know, type of self-help people like, um, uh, damn you know like robert kiyosaki or something like that you know where they're sitting there and sure, yeah you know it's like we're sure some of it is helpful but the reality is is that it's not the starbucks you're drinking every day that's making you poor right you know what i mean or, or the diet coke you added to your huge <laughs> carbohydrate infused meal that's gonna you know make you slim down right you know a lot of people <laughs> just kind of don't take ownership right they just they'd rather bitch about it because misery loves company right we can all just sit home and bitch about how we're getting poor and those guys are taking advantage of us uh, or there's some of us who take ownership of our life and say, well, they're taking advantage of who's letting them take advantage of them, right? I mean, you know, I can't I can't stop a, a tank or, a, or the army or anything like that, but we're a long ways from me having to fight those guys, right? I mean, you can yeah. stand up for yourself and, and kind of do something about something uh, today. So, um, yeah, it's a shame, man, because just the light bulb, sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to people because uh, I'm, you know, I'm if, if you're like anything like me, every conversation is going to turn to Bitcoin at, at some point. And, um you know, some people are just like, oh, this, you know, this shit again, you know, and it's just like, well, it's because you didn't hear me last time. You, maybe you heard me. You didn't listen. It's true. And and to your point, you know what? Uh, I um, I talk about this. We have like a small Bitcoin meetup at work, you know, with like, five, you know, like maybe six people or something. And, you know, less than half of us actually own Bitcoin or maybe half of us. And you just hear the same excuses. And, and there's even other people who have attempted to, you know, or said, eh, sure, I'd like to join. But, you know, it, it's like when you go and ask them about it, it's, oh, you know, it's I was looking at it, but it's it's so volatile. And, and it's like, really, that this is this is what you're coming up with? <laughs> like it's just I I mean don't get me wrong but like stocks are volatile too and again I'm I'm not comparing Bitcoin to a stock because I know the difference but I'm talking about in terms we're talking about numbers being volatile we're just talking about volatility like really to me well, you, you want at, volatility in an asset sure you look at purchasing power it means uh, Bitcoin purchasing power is up into the right purchasing power of the dollar and every other fiat currency is down into the right yeah. Um, Call it what you want. That's volatility, even if it's slow bleed or not. You know, it's that's what it is. But, um, yeah. So, 
So I want to go, uh, I want to talk about your uh, your name, right? Because I, I only started to, and I, I don't know if you had a, a different name on Twitter before Relevant, uh, relevant Peter Schiff, but wh- where did that, uh, where did that come from? I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, Peter Schiff, but like, why? Like, we're... <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out here. I've been out here on Twitter for a little while. I'm, uh, I'm more of a listening node. I don't really interact. I don't engage. And I just, you know, I just take in my information. Like I said, I've been drinking from the fire hose and it was in the, probably in the past year that I found Twitter. And obviously that's the, uh, kind of the primo source to, uh, signal to noise ratio place you can be if you get the right list. Right. And that, there's just more good information there than anywhere else. But, um, no, so Peter, uh, I've got some love for Peter, man. He, uh, he's, he's a smart guy. He knows his stuff. He really does. Um, I used to listen to his podcast on occasion. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's a sharp guy. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, his fund hasn't really done very well for investors, but that's a, that's a different story. But, um, you know, you, you see him kind of post these things online and, and over time it's, you know, I, I know he's got a gold business. He's got people he's got to sell gold to, and he's got gold friends that he's got to, it's got to look like he's got their back of, or the gold's back. Right. And, and just to, just to shit on Bitcoin or whatever, when he can, and, and Bitcoin is the biggest threat to gold. And he knows that, which is why he's always saying kind of uh, nonsensical uh, things that Bitcoin. And, you know, there's occasion where I'd re- you know, reply to one of his, you know, I'd comment on one of his posts or something like that. I'm just like, you know, just, you're not, you're not even like saying this in good faith anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, you kind of lose respect for the guy over time just because he's again, just he's playing the heel. Like he thinks that's good for business, I guess. Um, and it, and it gets him the most engagement on Twitter. So, I mean, I can kind of see where, you know, why he's doing what he's doing, but at the same time, like you would get a lot more love if you just admitted what you already know, because I'm sure he knows Bitcoin's a hell of a store of value, right? I mean, there's, I think there's documentation of that he owns some or, you know, whatever, besides the ones that were gifted to him. But um, yeah, I just kind of got tired of hearing that the same old shit out of somebody that I kind of had respect for. And um, one day I was like, all right, you know what? What if in a perfect world, right? Uh, or or in, a, in a more sensible world, uh, this man came to his senses and, you know, how would this be? So I, um, you know, I fired the account up and I just, I was just spitting them out. I don't know, for a few days, I was probably tweeting 20 times a day, just, just dumb shit. Um, which made me laugh and you know, got engagement, whatever. So, um, you know, at that point I just kind of, you know, I'm still here obviously, but, uh, I kept telling everybody I'm gonna stick around to the next all time high, but, um, I don't know, man, just started talking shit. Um, the people love it, I guess. So, uh, yeah, a few of them do. Um, and I, and I like, uh, I like, I like talking shit to Peter. And uh, he's finally acknowledged me a couple times uh, on Twitter. He's, he's responded to me a couple times, which is funny. Um, I have, I saw in my inbox this morning, somebody will send me an article of a Bitcoinist uh, that, quoting me uh, in the name at the top of their article of is Peter Schiff, you know, turning on Bitcoin kind of thing, turning positive on Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, there's been a few of those over the uh, last couple months that, you know, one of these magazines or whoever is kind of quoting me as Peter Schiff, which obviously I'm not trying to be interpreted as that guy i'm trying to be the sarcastic asshole but um, either way it makes me laugh and it continues to make me laugh so i'll keep doing it while it does i think it's absolutely amazing because to your point like i get i okay look i to your point i get he you know has to you know he's got to have gold back and everything like that but you know why not why not have bitcoin as an ally you know like, why not have Bitcoin as an ally? And and he just, he doesn't do that. Instead, he shits on Bitcoin in a stupid way, which, to be perfectly honest, makes him look incredibly ignorant. 
right? Because yeah. then then he just looks like a fool, and then and then what happens? Okay, now he looks like a fool, and then why would I want to listen to a fool who's buying gold? Now it becomes like that, you know? It, I don't know. It's yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I'd imagine in the gold bug echo chamber, things are a little different. And uh, you know, if you're somebody that's been giving him your money for his gold. Or, or whatever it is, uh, I'm, I'm sure things feel a little different and, and they're kind of, uh, I'm sure they got their talking points, however they say it. But um, yeah, it's a shame because, you know, like, I, obviously I don't, I don't hate gold. I'm not a gold bug. I mean, I, you know, I have some gold, but, you know, it's, it's got its flaws that are well documented and that kind of thing. But um, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's done its job for 5,000 years. It's not like it'll ever completely stop. But at the same time, you know, people aren't, you know, we go to Mars, we're not taking rocket ships full of gold to uh, to kind of transact with, right? I mean, things are going to be, uh, things are going to be digital uh, natively and, and, and gold is just not something that is that way. And, um, you know, honestly, I think it'll eventually revert to uh, its utility value and it will probably lose a lot of its monetary premium, um, a lot like silver has, has somewhat done over time, um, which is another thing I, you know, I, I put a thread out uh, at Peter, <laughs> um, I don't know, a couple months ago. And that was one of the questions I posed him. I said, you know, you always claim that Bitcoin isn't worth shit because of no intrinsic value, but gold, you know, has intrinsic value. You could make electronics and tooth fillings and trophies, right? So, to which my thought is, okay, so that's worth something per ounce, right? Some number. Sure. What is that? Because is it 50 bucks an ounce, right? Because if that's it, that means there's $1,400 or whatever number now of monetary premium built in it. That's right. And why does it have that monetary premium, right? It's because it's got these other properties that Bitcoin has. So even if Bitcoin doesn't have intrinsic value, you can't use it to make a, you know, a tooth filling. It still has monetary premium in the same way that gold does because it has those features that make it a sound money. So that doesn't, just because gold has intrinsic value, Bitcoin doesn't. So what? Right? It's, it, gold, gold as a use in an electronic part is probably very little monetary use dollar wise right compared to fourteen hundred dollars an ounce oh 100 percent. so you know you can call it what you want but i mean it, it's it's mostly monetary value that people put on it because in their head it stores value That's in the right. same way that people could do that with bitcoin so those they're very too similar in that way and i don't see where the intrinsic value argument just holds any weight you know it's very interesting right intrinsic value um i mean obviously you know pertains to companies as well right like when when they talk about stocks you know like warren buffett sure. and people like that you know talk about intrinsic value but i i think that uh and i forget who it was that wrote this article about how bitcoin has no intrinsic value and that's a good thing and it, it's absolutely true i mean the fact that i can't convert bitcoin into you know a, a cufflink or a bracelet that <laughs> right. makes it money even more because that's right. I, I can't eat it. I can't turn it into a cufflink. You know, like I can't stick it in a vase. Yeah, its mean, use case is money. Its yeah. use case truly is money. Like it, it's like. It, anyways, I, it's absolutely mind boggling. It, it really is that like I, I so think that he could make Bitcoin his ally, and he chooses not to, and and he'd probably have more people on his side if he did. You know, because and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure as he progresses in his career and uh, winds down his business or whatever he's going to do with his business, he may find his views shifting, uh, you know, uh, slowly towards towards this direction. But, um, yeah, he knows better, man. He's a smart guy. Um, you know, one of the first times I found him, he was uh, it was like a two hour video on YouTube and he's uh, it was during Occupy Wall Street. 
and he just walked out face to face to the, you know, he's got a guy carrying a sign that says, I am the 1%, <laughs> come talk to me kind of deal. And, you know, everybody's just, so what are you mad at? What are you out here mad at? You know, and he was just chopping them down left to right. I mean, he, he gets the mechanics of how the economy works, um, whether he's been right all the time, you know, well, everybody's wrong quite a bit, but um, he gets things enough to know that Bitcoin's a real deal. And um, that's kind of why I mock him now, man, because, you know, it's almost just kind of like, you're full of shit, man. I don't, you know, <laughs> say what you want. You're just, you're full of shit. But that's fantastic. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. So uh, let me ask you this: Do you have anything uh, anything planned for the uh, this the, this account in the uh, in in the future? <laughs> uh, nah, man. Um, I'm not I'm not one for plans, really. I uh, I, I expected this to be a, a couple day. I was just being stupid uh, <laughs> type of thing, and then um, yeah, next thing you know, like two days later, it's a thousand followers for relevant Peter because some tweet went you know went crazy, and. Um, so now I almost feel like I've got a uh, obligation to speak some sense on four peers. So I'll be the I'll be the fork. Uh, I'll, I'll be the the fork that that made more sense in the end. You know. That's right. Uh, You'll be the good fork. Like, like people ask me, I, I, this is this is the chain that has the most work. So call it what you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Oh yeah. Um. Okay, so I, uh, I I read this one to you before, but I just absolutely love it. Uh, you know, guess how much gold was mined yesterday? I don't know either. And I, I just absolutely, I, I love that tweet. And I think it kind of goes back to the, uh, you know, to the point of, of Bitcoin having that, you know, the predictable monetary supply and the fact that, you know, there's there's only ever going to be 21 million, whereas gold, we're, we're never really sure. So, you know, because we're not sure how much gold is in the earth. And then if you, you know, because you talked, you talked about Mars before, but like, you know, the reality is, is that the stuff of the universe, you know, or the, it's, it's, it's all the same stuff. So to assume that gold doesn't exist elsewhere, whereas we know for a fact that Bitcoin as it is, does not exist elsewhere. So that's pretty interesting. Okay. So you mentioned Mars before. Why, like, why were you thinking about Mars? Oh, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, the moon sounds cold, I guess. I guess the Mars, Mars is just <laughs> as cold. But um, no, I, I, I listen to Elon talk a lot of shit, too, and uh, Elon Musk. And uh, he's uh, I'm a big fan of him. He maybe doesn't run his company the best, according to Wall Street and that type of thing. But, uh, um, you know, he's kind of doing what everybody wants to do, right? He's, he's building race cars and boring tunnels in the earth and doing this Hyperloop shit and plugging into brains with his what neural uh not neuralink is it neuralink i think it's neuralink uh, yeah but he you know he's all over the place and he's you know he's, he's just a cool guy uh and uh yeah every time i say mars he kind of pops in my head but um but so yeah, uh so um i don't know if you ever do you ever listen to uh guy swan cryptoconomy his podcast you know i've i uh i haven't i've heard a lot about him um he uh, and I've I've heard him on a couple other podcasts. I can't recall which ones they were, but I think he uh, he might have filled in on like Citizen Bitcoin one time. Um, I think for a guest that, that didn't show up, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I mean I, yeah, a little bit. I'm I'm not familiar. It's as much as there's a fire hose of information, there's a fire hose of podcasts, and uh, <laughs> they're all good, which is the thing. You know what I mean? Not a lot of them are really poor content, but um, I've always heard positive things about his. But you know, I need more hours in the day. So 
the uh, the reason why I ask is because uh, he uh, he recently did. I, I just found it now. Um, he did a quick read of a gentleman. Uh, I hope I pronounce his name right. Druv Bansal, and um, essentially what it is is he he essentially talks about like how Mars colonization would start off as like a Bitcoin colony, right? They would end up having Bitcoin out there, but eventually they would demand their own coin, right? Because they'd be closer to their center of hash the same way we on Earth are closer to ours, you know, like locally here. So it's like, you know, if they would be using Bitcoin out there, the time delay wouldn't be practical for them to mine it out there. And you know what I mean? Like there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that's like for people way smarter than me that can explain it way better. (laughs) But it, it, it's super cool. And the fact that you mentioned Mars, like, it's like, it, it really got me thinking, like, it, it's true. I mean, technically, like, okay, fine, if we play this out, right? It, and you, you go and colonize these other planets, they would, you know, they would all eventually start their own chains. And then all of a sudden, every single planet just has their own coin, technically. And there could be, you know, either like, you know, an exchange, you know, in the either like in the solar system or in the galaxy or something like that. Yeah, you have to put up some mega nodes that sort of block out every two hours to the to the solar system or whatever, or whatever time it takes to uh, propagate yeah. the... Uh, Wouldn't yeah, that be nuts? Light. Yeah, that'd I be mean... lovely, man. I'll, I'll be there. Well, I probably won't be there, but if you guys could freeze me and bring me back, I'll, I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same here, man. <laughs> so we're, we're we're probably not going to see that in our lifetime, but probably not, man. You know, that, that, that's okay. Enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know. So okay, that's going right. going back to something you said way back at the beginning. You you talked about the movie Rounders, and uh, I'm 40 years old. So growing up, that was one of the coolest movies. I am not a poker player. I suck at poker. Anytime I've ever played poker, I I don't. All I did was hold cards. Okay, like, sure. and and just put them down when somebody told me to. I just, I, it's not that I don't get it. It's just that I suck. Hey, that's what I did with Bitcoin for a while. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> just held it until I could put it back down. <laughs> it's like, so, so I got to ask you um, for, uh, for the movie Rounders. Um, what, uh, who's, I mean, like, you know, who's, who's your favorite in that? You know, because um, there's a lot of great actors and they play a lot of great there's, roles. And there's a, there's a lot of great roles. Um Honestly, uh, so Kanish, the guy with the truck, right? Yep. Um, he probably more represents how I treated poker. Uh, you know, a lot of people hear, oh, you you know, you know, gamble for a living. That's badass. You're always in the casino. I'm like, no, I'm always on my leather ass sitting at the table <laughs> hearing the same bad jokes, right? Um, but, you know, I, I wasn't there for the glory or anything like that. It was I was there grinding it out. I mean, yep. I, you know, I wasn't playing stakes that would break me overnight, and I wasn't going to, you know, retire if I, if I smashed it that night. Um, you were paying bills yeah so that's who Kanish was right he had he had his bills to pay and you know obviously he wanted to stack some up on the side in case a rainy day came and uh that's how I treated it but uh oh man the whole cast is is fantastic in that movie I don't I don't know much of that movie I don't like absolutely I I I really liked it a lot and it's interesting I also um I Kanish is uh, definitely one of my favorites you know he's he's definitely amazing but I also love the he definitely uh, had good sense he did. He had the best sense, you know? He was the only one. Like, it's... So, okay. So it's kind of interesting, right? Because it, it kind of brings up this idea about about randomness, right? Like, you see a guy like Kanish, right? And he does the safe thing all the time, right? He goes, he does sure. this, the, the safe thing all the time. And then you have the other person who, like, doesn't do the safe thing all the time, right? Goes bust, but then also hits it huge, and then, you know, it's almost like the person doing it safe all the time sits there and looks at that other person and goes, 
why don't I get lucky like that? You know, but not realizing that, hey, you know what, you're you're choosing not to take that risk and you're choosing, you know, you're, you're choosing to make sure that, hey, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just do this steadily and then I can, you know, it's like I can get to a, I, I know that I have a better chance of getting to this point, even if it takes me a little bit longer and I have a little bit less. Right. Yeah. You, you've got to put yourself in the right mind, mindset to handle variance um, if you're going to gamble or invest in that kind of thing, which is... Um, why it's interesting that I'm so into Bitcoin um, because it's obviously, you know, if you compare that to poker, I didn't play the super volatile style, um, but I am 100%. I mean, I'm religious about Bitcoin. Honestly, I really am. But, um, you know, I, volatility doesn't matter. Well, one, I'm, I'm able to kind of separate my emotions from money uh, thanks to poker. But, um, you know, once I've kind of seen this for what it is, it's like, I don't, I don't hope it goes up. Like realistically, there's enough people in this world that will transact with me if it, you know, if it doesn't even get valued in dollars and it's just valued in Bitcoin, because um, there are people out there that will take that because they feel the same way. And, um, and you know, even if it takes the, the Fed trying to make their Fed coin and, 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 and trying to smash adoption of Bitcoin for the next 20 years, eventually all those experiments fail. Um, I, I just, I don't see anything else that's, that's close to it. I mean, this, this shit is the truth, you know, it's, it really is. So did you, uh, did, did you ever buy, did you ever get into shit coins? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Don't uh, worry. So, like, t- everybody, you know, everybody, like, uh, everybody has yeah. done it. Or I shouldn't say everybody, but most people have. There's very few people that I've met that did it. But I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. Well, it was kind of hard to to avoid the lure of it. But um, no, I, I told I told you I sold that uh, staffing business in 17 right before the run up. So I was feeling good, and um, you know, when shitcoin started feeling good, right? I yeah. <laughs> That's I bought, right. Uh, I bought some that, you know, still to this day, like, I, you know, I hold a couple that literally just, you know, it's not worth selling at this point. If it turns around and turns into something fantastic, it'll be worth something. But if not, like, honestly, just who cares? I've written it off. Um, yeah, but I had some like really shitty ones because, you know, for a while you're buying and it's up 40 percent in three days. You're like, well, of course, I'm a genius. Right. I'll, let me look at this one that has the uh, this one's only got a you know $10 million market cap. What a small fry. Right. No. <laughs> You got to put your perspective glasses back on, right? I mean, ten million dollars is a lot of dollars, and uh, realistically, it's a couple guys in their garage that fork some other shit and uh, you know put a cute white paper around it, and here you are buying into it, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I got into them. Obviously, they all went to shit. Um, if I held them, and uh, I tried to sell most of them for Bitcoin while I could on the slide down, but obviously, would have been much better off, like everybody, uh, just investing in Bitcoin. I totally agree. I uh, I made the same mistake, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I forget. I think it was uh, John Carvalho that uh, that said it. But um, you know, like almost every single one of us can say that we started off with more Bitcoin than we have today. You know, like if we shitcoined, and it's sure. it's absolutely yeah. like I mean, for me, it's absolutely true. Like I, I know for a fact that. You know, regardless of the, you know, using it as a medium of exchange prior to that, like, uh, let's say discovering Bitcoin as an investment and then discovering shitcoin exchanges. I, I mean, a hundred percent. If if we cut out that for, that first part, I'd have way more Bitcoin today. But that's okay. Um, so let me ask you this, because you said that you know you're religious about Bitcoin today, um, or not today, but just in general. Um, what do you think of? Uh, have you seen the argument on Twitter? I, I don't even remember who started it, um, but the argument about dollar cost averaging versus uh, lump sum investing in Bitcoin. I saw a couple of tweets go back and forth about yeah. it. I didn't. I didn't. You know, dive deep into it. Um, 
Oh my god, man! Maybe maybe you could tell me some more about it. Uh, I mean, like it's it's just essentially, and I you know what? To be perfectly honest, I I don't even know the original source thread material. I I just saw like a couple of tweets about it as well. But essentially, what it was was that um, I, I think somebody quoted Jameson Lop's article possibly about dollar cost average versus versus lump sum investing in Bitcoin. And uh, and lump sum was a better return, right? That's Something right. Like that. Lump sum was a better return, and. And then, like, I started to see that I'm part of the uh, in the Bitcoin plebe uh, the uh, here to get the the actual name correct because there's two groups. Um, yeah, don't offend them by the by the wrong name. I, I don't know exactly. You know the Taco Carnivore Bitcoin plebs. Okay. <laughs> oh geez. So, so yeah, like that, like in that Telegram group, um, there's a couple of people going back and forth, just totally arguing about it, and. It just it just wouldn't stop, and then of course, like you'd see the the thread on Twitter, and and it's the same thing. Like like people just don't seem to agree on it. I, um, you know, I, I think that and my my st- my stance on it is that it's it's uh it's fluid. You know what I mean? Like somebody's like like think about it. You could be dollar cost averaging lump sums. You know what's a lump sum to you may not be a lump sum to me. You know what you sure, may yeah. consider dollar cost averaging may like I may consider that well no maybe I'm doing lump sum investments and that's just simply my timeline like well I, what, I look at it think? like this so I, I I look at it as a, a forward forward thinking uh obviously Bitcoin oscillates and we're we're probably in the up channel of the oscillation now but you know maybe we can pick it up cheaper tomorrow maybe we can't but uh, my thought process is eight thousand is a fire sale. Uh, Totally agree. Is a fire sale, right? So the way I see it is, you know, if I have a lump sum, well, maybe it's twelve thousand tomorrow. I might as well go ahead and get it, right? That's not like FOMO, but you know, my expectation over time is up and to the right. So even if I take a forty percent hit tomorrow, yeah, that sucks. But if I had the lump sum, let's do it. To me, dollar cost averaging comes in when I have a, a regular cadence of money coming in the door that I then attribute to investments, right? Because if I've got a, a, a pile of a hundred dollars over here and I get, uh, you know. $10 a day, well, let's go ahead and dump the hundred and then maybe I'll put a dollar a day in it or whatever makes sense. Right. Or whatever numbers. Yeah. But you know, to me, if you're just dollar cost averaging a lump that you already have versus new money coming in, um, there's probably a lot of opportunity cost. I mean, cause you just, you don't know when Bitcoin obviously barts up, barts down, but, um, eventually it, it leaves some numbers behind and never comes back. That's a good point. That that is a very good point. And and to that point, um, the way I see it is is that like um, putting in that lump sum, I, I I always rather put in everything I can put in on the moment than leaving something on the table and then seeing it go up against me because I've done that multiple times myself. Well, it's, it's a matter of conviction too. Right? It is. If you're, it totally if you're the person is. Person that just found Bitcoin, you you don't want to do that, but. If you're me and you hand me a million dollars, yeah, I might put 50k onto something fun, but 950 is probably going into Bitcoin, and that's just just what it is. It's my money. Oh um, yeah, and I don't see I don't see anything else in this world. Um, I mean, we could talk a little bit about it, but you know, the way the, uh, the economies are going all over the place with the you know these uh, central banks are doing, um, everything is losing value, um, except hard money. Uh, you know, I expect gold will go up, but it, it won't see the the lion's share which Bitcoin will. Uh, so to me, it's, you know, it's not that I'm over allocated to one thing. I just, I'm trying to under allocate to everything else that's out there, um, including just holding cash, right? Because my dollars are getting inflated away every day. 
it's brutal. I, I even, uh, like, I don't know about you, but, you know, pretty much like what I leave in, in the checking account is enough to pay the bills. You know, like I leave enough to pay the bills and, and like some spending money because the reality is, is that, you know, not every store accepts lightning and, you know, Bitcoin and everything. So sure, yeah. obviously, like we're still using, you know, cash or credit cards, you know, to make purchases. But, you know, it's um, you're just, you know, you're leaving whatever it is that's there. But the majority of the share is going straight to Bitcoin. And that and that's exactly what happens on my end. Indeed. Yeah, I wouldn't you say know? leave. Uh, j- just enough for the bills, but uh, I kind of uh, a multiple of that to uh, account for any kind of if I needed liquidity in, yeah. the, in a hurry and I didn't have to want to rely on the exchange or whatever um, or somebody accepting Bitcoin, you know, um, but other than that, man, that's uh, like I said, it's my money. It's just everybody doesn't accept it yet. Well, so. you know you know what we'll say, we'll say like we'll, you should leave enough to feel comfortable and that you can handle an issue. That that's the safe sure. bet. You, you, yeah, you leave whatever's good for you, and <laughs> whatever's, whatever's good, for good for me. <laughs> there you go. That's, right. <laughs> that's awesome. That's right. um, okay, so uh, let me ask you this though: for anybody anybody new coming into Bitcoin, um, what would you uh, what would you suggest to them as a as a piece of advice? Um, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I would I would say understand why Bitcoin before you understand like what Bitcoin is and and how it works and all that. Um, you know, there's if you kind of look around it in more of a macro picture, um, the world is in a lot of trouble. Uh, it was I don't well you you said you're 40 so you went through the 08 crisis too, but um, you know a lot of people were really scared back then, and um, we just kind of got this quantitative easing diluting the dollar kind of deal started back then. Um, those numbers are, are kind of chicken shit to what the Fed is willing to do today and that, and that type of thing. Um, but even then, we're the, we're, we're the best looking block on the street and it's a really ugly street, right? So we're in a good place to be in America, but there's so many catalysts all over the world right now that could really, um, really start a fire that, that, that burns this way quick. Um, you know, Europe, their, their central banking is just a mess. Uh, Japan has been quantitative easing for, I don't know, 30 fucking years or something like that. Uh, they pretty much own 80% of the ETFs in their country, right? So they're essentially, uh, you know, it, it, that's just insane. Um, obviously, you've got crazy stuff going on with China, manipulation of the currency and that type of deal, the, the trade war, all kind of stuff. But, um, you know, even then, you know, we're supposed to, from what you're told, this is the best stock market ever, best unemployment ever, right? Everything's great. Economy's firing on all cylinders. Yet somehow, uh, you know, we're a twenty trillion dollar economy, and and what does the president always say? They want for GDP three percent, right? So three percent is the magic number that shows we're killing it. Well, three percent of, of twenty trillion is six hundred billion dollars. All right, so we're looking for six hundred billion dollars in growth in this last fiscal year that just ended. Um, I think they revised it down back to one trillion, but we ran a when I when I saw it at the time it was a one point two trillion dollar deficit. So we literally spent one point two to make six hundred. Um, so we're spending two dollars to make one, which is obviously not a run rate you can sustain. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of big macro things that are just like I said, a, a tinderbox ready to ready to catch fire. So that that's not really specific to Bitcoin, um, but I think a lot of people in the world are going to very soon be forced to find a reason why Bitcoin is 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 what it is. So you might want to at least try to understand that now before you have to find out, uh, because when you have to find out maybe the purchase power of what you're able to afford um, has gone down significantly because um, there's not really that many Bitcoin for sale. Um, there's several 
million lost or assumed lost. A lot of them are locked up and they're not going to be moved for a long time. And, um, you know, you're probably talking a couple million coins or whatever number uh, that are really out there for grabs. And, um, you know, best to be in early uh, and, and or understand the why and you'll want to be in early. And then, um, you know, I, I don't know if there's a, a better reason I could give you than the world's honestly falling apart. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, it won't be like 2008. It won't, it probably won't be some just crazy black swan event. They're probably really just going to dilute the currency and print and print and print to try to kick the can down the road. And that'll end up showing up in inflation. Um, you know, obviously the, the people closest to the money get the, the better effect of that, the candle on effect or whatever uh, of money. Um, so you might see some prices go up in assets and, and stocks and things like that. But um, you've got a lot of trouble there too, man. Uh, stock market is, even though it's doing good, it's, uh, I just commented somebody on Twitter about this today. You know, uh, people, he was, he said something about uh, uh, Bitcoin doesn't have re returns, st uh, equities and real estate does. And I said, well, Stocks have an expectation of a return because you expect a dividend or you expect appreciation based on earnings. So dividends are getting cut left and right and earnings are only going up because uh, stocks or companies are buying back their stock. So buybacks are at all time high, right? Which is getting these executives rich so they could jump out and, and, and you know have their nice parachute. But um, realistically, the earnings haven't gone anywhere. And you pile it onto the fact that these corporations have... Um, like a trillion dollars in negative yielding debt. Um, you know, when all this stuff rolls over, I mean, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of issues there. Um, so, I mean, you know, everywhere you look, it's, it's really, it's really ugly. So the stock market probably isn't a great place to put your money over long. I mean, it might be for the short term while the rest of the world kind of looks for safer places to put their money. Um, but, you know, our, our stocks are propped up by very little right now and they're probably overvalued as it is, but, you know, you can't just issue debt and buy your own stock back forever, uh, especially yeah, if, if you can't get your earnings up. So um, stocks look bad. A lot of a lot of government bonds, negative yielding. I mean, there's, there's just there's so many places you can put your money. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, you could, guess you could buy some specialized Beanie Babies or something crazy <laughs> shit like that. But yeah, realistically, if you got some money, you, it needs to be in Bitcoin or, or gold. Um, and that's, you know, everything else is kind of deflating or inflating against it. I want to talk about, uh, sorry, about the, the stock buybacks, about what you said, okay? Because sure. that's very important and something. So companies buy back stock for different reasons, right? But what you're singling out is, is very important because what they're doing is, is that rather than investing in like putting money into the company to go and, and let's say hire on, we'll say hire new people, create, sure. you know, create new talent and whatnot – it's much easier for them to simply take that money and buy back their own stock. And the money is so cheap for them that there's no point in them building it out. Why would they take a risk of trying to build out when they can simply just buy back shares and look better? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Capital expenditure by these companies has gone just to, to nothing. So, you know, even though it's, yeah, unemployment's great. You know, call it what you want. I know people that are Looks well great. qualified that that haven't got a call back in nine months, and you know they're not maybe in a populous city and that kind of thing. But the job market's not what it's all cracked up to be. Uh, these companies aren't all what they're cracked up to be. They're 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 building on thin air. And if you factor on top of that the the fact that it's really been a passive investing bubble. Uh, so four hundred one ks have been preached to you know you and me uh, in, the, in the white collar job circuit That's at right. least that hey 
you know, of course we'll match you, but put money in here and then you could put it in the what? Do you put it in Apple? No, you put it in the retire 2040 fund or whatever, right? They've got some buckets and those buckets are managed by the same people and those same people are put in the same stocks, right? So if all of our money goes into the same 100, 500 companies, right? Then what you have is, is basically some zombie buyers at any price point yep. uh, for these companies, no matter how well they do. So they've always got an inflow and they basically rape and pillage the company. And you know, if, if even if you have zombie buyers, you're still having to buy back your own stock to change the numerator denominator of the equation to uh, to get it to a point where it's it's uh, appetizing uh, to the market, right? So everything's just kind of getting bastardized, and you layer it on top of that. Um, you know, you've got uh, uh, I think I heard this on Real Vision the other day from Raul Paul, but um, you know, you've got like uh, like four trillion dollars uh, of corporate bonds that are triple B rated, right? Which is minimum investment grade. They get downgraded once and there are junk bonds. Well, a lot of these, a lot of these funds can't invest in junk bonds, right? And there's some big companies and, and the junk bond market is only a trillion, right? So any small percentage of that 4 trillion gets downgraded and one, the junk bond market is crazy. And, and also uh, you stop the investment of somebody and some of these companies like AT&T and Ford, right? And, you know, big, big American brands. So, uh, you know, you kind of factor all that in and just so it can't all continue forever, right? Something somewhere breaks something. It does. Um, probably a probably a lot of kind of knock on effects, you know, that that, that kind of happen from that. Uh, and and that's just our own internal problems. That's not even talking about the macro worldwide problems that could very easily lead into a problem here, uh, just as a domino effect. We are just in a slow leak. Like you mentioned before about Japan, right? Like Japan is doing like what QE three hundred or whatever or thirty or whatever. Yeah. Like it doesn't I even matter. I don't think it's a number. They just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep going. But but that's it. it. It's it's a slow leak that they can't get out of their own way. You know, like yeah. and and that's kind of where we're heading. Like this is such a big ship. We can't turn this thing anymore. You know. So yeah. so it's like how do how do you you know what do you do? Okay, so if you can't. If if you can't pedal forward, what do you do? You you opt out. So, you know, the USA yeah. can't opt out of being the USA, right? Like all these countries that are in trouble, let's be honest, because, you know, we're not just talking about the USA. You know, Canada, nobody talks about Canada. Canada also has a huge, you know, for its population and its country, it has a huge deficit. It's doing the same thing. It has a central bank that's totally run, that's printing fake money, that's not backed by anything. It's Indeed. They're all doing the same thing. So... You know what I mean? Like at some point we can't turn that ship around. <laughs> so what do we do? And, and we, we opt out. And there's, and there's a demand. So, uh, well, there will be a demand for, for Bitcoin and other things later on, but you know, right now, a lot of these countries are short dollars and, and you know, they have a lot of, uh, debts and dollar denominated, um, and, uh, amounts. And, you know, we're obviously toughening things up with different countries around the world, which is kind of making the dollar stronger and, more in demand, uh, even though it's less available. Um, so you're, you're going to see a lot of these things just kind of, you know, no matter what their banks are doing, eventually there's going to be a, a, a flood of demand going out of someplace to another, right? I mean, there, there's just too much. There's Everybody's too leveraged. Everybody, you know, if you look down in Hong Kong, most expensive real estate in the world. And there, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's going on down there, but mm-hmm. um, China's pretty much slowly uh, taking that over and money is flying. They're, they're, uh, their currency, they're, they're spending just about everything they've got in reserve to keep their currency pegged, you know, stuff like that breaks. I mean, you know, just all hell breaks loose and right. And there are, there are um, kind of compound effects that, that happen from any one of these things. And there's just so many issues kind of going on in the 
global macro scene that you're bad enough on our own and we're the best one going right so um it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting i mean i i assume we're going to wait out most everybody else to to fuck up and we're going to try to look like the pretty guy you know pretty guy, girl on the block right <laughs> Uh, and, and just, I'm sure there's a strategy somewhere behind that, but, uh, I sure the hell it's got Bitcoin for our, for our country's sake. I sure hope we've got Bitcoin in the, in the mix because, um, name something else that's going to work. But it's funny. It's funny what you said before that it's an ugly block and it is. So we might end up being the pretty girl on the block, but man, it's an ugly block. <laughs> yeah. It's a low bar to set, man. You know, <laughs> I like that one. Um, okay. So, uh, do you have any, uh, you know, cause we're going to wrap it up. Do you have any, uh, any final thoughts or anything that you want to leave with the listeners? Hey, I mean, not really, man. Like I said, I've just been kind of doing this just to make myself laugh. Uh, uh, so it's, it's kind of been a, a ride. Uh, there's a lot of funny people on uh, on Twitter, a lot of good people. I love the energy from everybody. So um, uh, until Peter Schiff gets his uh, shit right, man, we're going we're gonna to keep on keeping on uh, until he reports me or something like that. But um Nah, man, just get out there and stack your sats and uh, tell everybody you, you can, uh, or at least if you believe it like I do, um, tell everybody you can about it because uh, they will thank you one day or or at least they know they should have uh, listened to you one day, one or the other. Well, we absolutely love having the relevant Peter Schiff because it, it, it I kid you not, man, it was like it was like a sunshine in my Twitter feed. It was like, finally, a Peter <laughs> Schiff I can I can back. So thank hey, you so much. It's always more fun on my feed, man. If you, if you have a down day, come see me, man. We'll talk. Um, so how do uh, – what's the best way for people to reach you? I'm well, The only way, I guess, to reach me is Relevant Peter, man, because I'm cool. kind of uh, – I mean, you've seen me face-to-face. There's, there's a couple of Bitcoins out there that know who I am. But uh, other than that, man, if uh, I said it one day, I said I'm verifying myself. I'm not on Keybase. I'm Relevant <laughs> Peter on Twitter. So if I, if I get hacked or whatever – Fucking, I'm gone, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm nobody, so you don't you don't need to find me. Well, I'll put your uh, either way. I will still put. I don't think you're nobody. I think it's awesome what you're doing. Um, but I, I, I will that. put your. Uh, I'll put your uh, contact information in the show notes. So I really Good appreciate uh, really appreciate uh, you coming on my show today, man. Absolutely. Hey, before before you let me go, I want to ask uh, Coin Icarus. So I'm, yes, I'm sir. a fan of Icarus, right? From mythology days. So oh, how did you nice. come up the name? What's uh, tell me tell me about it? Oh my gosh! Do you know that you're the you're the first person to ask about that? So that that that's amazing. Well, I'm glad I asked it. Yeah, you're, you're the you're the first person to ask. So you know that Icarus was the because uh, I, I do also like mythology. So you know that Icarus was obviously the messenger, right? Sure to the gods so yep. uh that's pretty much why i chose it because it's it's like a coin messenger and since i do a podcast you know i'm delivering a message so i chose coin icarus and and as a kid uh growing up in the 80s i uh, i always loved um there, there was this uh, cartoon captain i think it was like captain n and the game masters and uh one of the uh one of the uh, obviously you know one of the characters was kid icarus from you know from nice. nintendo yep. so yep yeah, and nice. a little bit of nostalgia and and some mythology. Hell yeah. Well, hey, if, if there's some sponsors listening, please sponsor this man's podcast because, uh, <laughs> as you can tell by this exclusive interview, he's flying way too close to the sun and <laughs> uh, <laughs> put bags of money around his ankles, man. Hold him down a little bit. Oh, gosh. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I enjoyed it, man. Take it easy. You too. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really did. Um, relevant Peter Schiff definitely surprised me. That was really, really awesome. 
So I'll put uh, his contact details in the show notes. If you want to support the uh, the show, you can go over to moetarags.com. And if you go to All Clothing and Fun with Bitcoin podcast, you can go pick up some sweet merch. Check it out. If you want to contact me on Twitter or Telegram, I'm at Coin Icarus. If you want to contact me by email, I'm funwithbitcoin at protonmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Catch you all next time.